Welcome to Body of Work Bites, the new bite-sized podcast series from the Heritage Team at the Royal College of Physicians and Surgeons of Glasgow. Join me, Kirsty Early, and my colleague, Claire Harrison. Hello. As we talk about some of the stories from the college's heritage in small, digestible episodes. So body of work bites, this is different. This is smaller. Um, And it's nice for me because I don't feel like I'm interviewing someone. So yeah, this is body of work bites where myself, Kirsty, and my colleague, Claire. Hello. (laughs) Hello. (laughs) Um, What we do in these kind of shorter podcast episodes is just talk about stories from our heritage, which is what we do for our job anyway. Well, part of our jobs. So yeah, in each episode, we're going to talk about um, a different topic, sometimes a different person um, from our heritage. Um, and yeah, it's it's a, a shorter version, um, a nice bite-sized version of some of our stories, um, especially in this episode, because the person we're talking about in this episode, we could talk about for hours. Oh, a whole series just on him. Um, but yeah, Claire, who are we talking about today? So today we are talking about William McEwen. He was an ordinary fellow of us, but also yep. mm-hmm. just an all-round all-rounder in Glasgow. Yeah, probably one of Glasgow's greatest ever surgeons. Yeah. So Claire, you're going to do the bio bit. I'll chip in, obviously, with yep. banter. Um, but yeah, so tell us a bit about William McEwen. So. To give a a time frame, we're in the 1800s. We are, yeah. So he's born in 1848. Nice. Good year. Um, On the Isle of Butte. Isle of Butte, yep. Um, At high school age, he came over to Glasgow and then moved on to study medicine at the University of Glasgow. Nice. And he clearly became one of those people that just stayed in Glasgow. Must have been a time, though, like you're thinking what? Mid to late 1800s, Glasgow's quite up and coming at this time, is it not? It's like known as, I think it's known as the second city, isn't it? Or I was just about to say that. Was it not considered the second city of the British Empire at one point? Yeah. Yeah, after London, obviously. So he studied medicine at Glasgow mid 1800s, late 1800s. A lot of names at this time in Glasgow, big medical hitters. So we've got uh, Lister. Lister was about yeah. this time. Lister, for those of you that don't know, um, is the father of antisepsis, which was founded in the Glasgow Royal Infirmary. So Lister was one of McEwen's teachers and he was also like an assistant to him eventually, like working with him eventually. Yeah, so McEwen uh, became his house surgeon for a while. Um, But they corresponded as well into later life. um, Cute. Exchanged ideas, yeah. So what was one of his first jobs after he graduated in medicine? One of his first jobs... um, it was a peculiar one, wasn't it? I suppose, yes, in today's terms, it's quite unusual. Um, the role doesn't really exist anymore. So one of his first jobs is actually as a police surgeon. So he would basically be the person that would be called out to anyone who was injured hmm. during a crime, anyone who was, you know, dead. <laughs> um, <laughs> that too, yeah. Police officers that were getting injured. So hmm. not just like um, victims and criminals, um, also the police officers. Hmm. Um, so he would attend the cases. Mm. So it was a mixture of like an investigator, but like a, it's like a clinical investigator in a way, because he's treating them, but he's also 
because we have his notes mm-hmm. from the time he was a police surgeon, all the newspaper articles as well, and part of his notes, like the diagnosis of the patient, was kind of discovering what happened as well. And a lot of the cases, I think you'll agree, are still stuff you see today in Glasgow. Um, oh, yeah. Unfortunately, a lot of domestic abuse cases, stabbings, drunken fights. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. city centre on a Friday night. Police surgery is kind of where he started off, but then afterwards, in his pretty decent career, he just mm-hmm. goes on to ace lots of specialties of surgery. Yeah, so he moved on to Glasgow Royal and the Western. Mm. Um, but during his quite lengthy career, he yeah, actually pioneered so many things. I don't mm. think he gets the recognition he deserves really outside of Glasgow, but he was yeah. a pioneer of neurosurgery. Um, he was a pioneer of bone surgery, medical photography, which sounds quite weird, but he's one of the first people to use photography to chart the progress of a patient. But then obviously one of the other, other areas that led on from his work from Lister was asepsis. Mm-hmm. Which is a big, I don't really understand. I don't really know if he we can say that he was like the father of asepsis, but he definitely helped to popularize it in Glasgow. Yeah, definitely mm. drove it forward in Glasgow. Um, yeah. There's lots of stories that you don't know if they're true or not, but he's mm. credited with bringing in the idea of wearing white coats. Mm. So you can yeah, we've got that photo. Yeah, yeah, and, and you can get them washed and. Mm. Um, that kind of thing but I think during that time List has got a lot of followers and McEwen is one of them in a yeah. way Yeah, and they're all working towards um, pushing asepsis forward but McEwen is a, a big name in that field. Which ties in quite nicely to like what um, I want to talk about with regards to McEwen which is his his flair for design and asepsis and boiling things <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, it is asepsis, it's boiling it to sterilise. Um, so McEwen, besides being a pro at pretty much everything he touched, he also designed um, a new design of an instrument, which had been around for ages, um, the osteotome. So um, this is basically the instrument is, if we were to visualise it, it's a, a small metal chisel. Um, not that yep. not that big um, and we have a set of them in the college uh, that belong to McEwen um, and the osteotome was to take away a part of bone with the this chisel so you would get a hammer and chip away part of the bone so McEwen dealt with he dealt with a lot as you said a lot of kids but at this time you know late 19th century going into the 20th century Glasgow had massive problems with conditions that are linked to a lot of malnutrition so that would have been rickets um at the time so that is a lack of vitamin d and calcium for your for your strong bones mm-hmm. but with rickets it, it it causes the bones to not form properly because you're not getting this vital vitamin d um so that was from a, a, a poor diet but also um a lack of sunlight which is bad enough in glasgow um yeah. just constant clouds and the pollution but also a lot of the, the kids at McEwen was seeing were living in the slums, which are just overcrowded, dirty. Um, you think there won't be a lot of light in general getting into where they're staying. So rickets can cause this 
bad formation of bones, so you can either be bow, you can be bow legged, which is where they, they form a bow out the way, or knock kneed, where your knees point um, in the way and knock against each other. So what McCune would do to treat that would be to take away part of the bone and realign it. Um, and he did this with the osteotome. So the osteotome, the chisel, traditionally only had one, at the tip of it, only had one, it's called a bevel. I think that's how you pronounce it. I could pronounce yes. it bevel, but I think that's wrong. <laughs> Let's not. And we know... <laughs> the, the tip of the osteotome usually has one bevel. And McCune argued that actually that wasn't good enough for an accurate cut of the bone. So he created this double beveled osteotome. So basically the tip is like a, a pyramid. And because he wanted to promote asepsis and prevent infection, he made the entire osteotome out of one sheet of metal. Um, so there's basically, yeah, because I, I think I remember looking at the osteotome, Claire, and to check if there was like any joins or anything mm -hmm. where there might be a ridge. And there's there's none. Nothing. No. It is seamless. And this was mm -hmm. to prevent any dirt or grime getting caught uh, that, in the instrument that would be hard to clean out when you boil it um, and sterilise it. Um, the only slight dents are measurements for to see how far into the bone that you've cut. So yeah, he went and, you know, he's not only just removing brain tumours and performing operations, he's an engineer and telling yeah. him he got a local, um, shall we say, craftsman, blacksmith to make the instrument for him. Yeah. Uh, I like that he just turned up at the blacksmith's. With blueprints like this. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then he reports um, in different journals on this design and how he performs osteotomy under, at that time, antiseptic conditions, but obviously it was leading to asepsis because the instrument wasn't made of any porous material either. And he mm -hmm. gives the uh, blacksmith, he gives him a mention in his journals, which I thought was really lovely. Like, yeah. I think so many doctors could just be like, yeah, I did this, I'm great. But he made such an effort to give mm -hmm. people the credit that they were due. Yeah. Which I think is so nice. But yeah, so that's the, the osteotomes. And they're, it's, yeah, again, another part of McEwen's story that is kind of unsung, that he did stuff like that. And, you know, unfortunately, yeah. he, he didn't, not unfortunately, but he didn't really brag much uh, nationally about his No, he's an unusual, work. an unusual character because... I think he was probably quite arrogant. Yeah. But he never seemed to really promote what he was doing or be bothered with anything like that. So Yeah, I think other yeah. people kind of did it for him. And I also feel like maybe he was just too busy to faff about with that. Maybe. Um, but yeah, obviously uh, we talk about him endlessly because mm -hmm. he makes a decent chunk of our collection. So that's William McCune. Thanks again for tuning in to this episode of Body of Work Bites. You can find more information on the episode topic on our Heritage blog, heritageblog.rcpsg.ac.uk. If you have any questions, please feel free to email us at library at rcpsg.ac.uk. You can follow us on Twitter at RCPSG Heritage, and you can also subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Mm -hmm.